Welcome to Turned On with Sue and John. I'm John Milky, the milkman heard on radio stations across North America. My co-host is none other than Sue McGarvey, Sex with Sue fame, syndicated talk show host, sex therapist, all-knowing when it comes to love, romance, and just an overall fun person. Hey, Sue. Hey, baby. How are you? I am good. We got a lot. Uh, We say this often on the podcast. You know, we got a lot to get to. We really have a lot to get to today. Been a big week in sex. Yes, yes. So we're going to discuss the following. How do you get over that dry spell? We've got a listener who's written a letter having um, a hard time not getting it up, but um, finding his way to a happy ending. We're going to help him with that. Body image. More women don't want to have sex because they're not happy with their body. That ain't right. Uh, Tips to do dry humping better. I'm all in for that. (laughs) Seven steps to last longer. Eight myths that experts wish would go away. When thinking about sex makes you sneeze, and finally, how to hook up with the crew on cruise ships. Turned on with Sue and John. TurnedOnPodcast.com All right, Sue, let's dive right in. First up, how do you get over that dry spell? Well, I must have had four people send me this article about, you know, dry spells because it's it's all the rage on TikTok right now, right? And, it, you know, it's all, we're a TikTok world and people were talking about dry spells because you can't say, you know, low libido really and you can't say, you know, low sex drive because they screen out a lot of stuff. But they talked about how do you get over, you know, and, and, and we're going to get into sort of body image uh, later on, but a lot of people have sex pain and then they don't want to, they have an aversion. They have been out of the sex game for a while because they haven't found a partner and finding a partner to actually get naked with is sometimes is challenging. You know, the idea that you want to both put in, you know, the same equal amount. You want to let go what sex should be to increase your testosterone. Now, that's a whole thing unto itself, especially for men. I call it the Archie Bunker syndrome. But testosterone increases muscle mass, mood, body composition, it improves immunity, and it is the thing with drive. So if you are a guy and you're feeling kind of mad about sex, and it's 20%, like it's a Mm. lot. So they say one in four men over the age of 30 have clinical low sex drive. So you want to increase your vitamin D, I tell everybody to take those gummies, like not the, you know, the THC gummies, but the ones you get at the drugstore. What's the difference between vitamin D and then there's like vitamin D3, etc. Are they all they're all really around the, the same? same? All it is, it, this is your sunshine vitamin. So if you're out in the sun all day, you really don't need it, except that it doesn't absorb well. And I think everybody needs vitamins. And as I said, I really like the gummy vitamins because they taste like candy and you're more likely to eat them. But there was a study done and they had 15,000 IUs, you know, international units. So you like you can take a handful of them and be fine. You don't want to do that with oil based like, you know, vitamin E, et cetera, but you, but vitamin D, you know, it's, it's just sunshine. So think of it as little bits of sunshine that you're eating. It increases your protein, increases your zinc. Remember zinc for your dink. You heard it here. (laughs) Zinc for your dink. Exercise, especially resistance training. And it's important for women too. They need a 10th of the amount of testosterone that men need, but we need it. And it puts us back into that mood. So you get out of the dry spell and you are going, hello, let's get someone. And, and, and the other thing is to understand that sex slumps are normal and they ebb and flow. And you're going to get, you know, have a lot more sex on holidays when you have more time and when you're not stressed and your cortisol levels are high. But manage your testosterone levels 
and your body sort of naturally goes, hmm, and give yourself opportunity to have time to be naked. My advice for getting over those dry spells coming up. Turned on with Sue and John, available on Apple, Spotify. Our Spotify is huge. Um, If you're listening on Spotify, leave a comment on the show. You can actually interact with us there. TurnedOnPodcast.com has all of our podcast platforms. Turned on with Sue and John. Time for a listener letter. Your questions are most welcome. You can hit us up at turnedonpodcast.com or email Sue direct, Sue at sexwithsue.com. All right. So I, we got a, a listener and he said, good evening, Sue. I've been listening and I have a sexual issue. Um, I, it's not really an erection issue. My erections are good and very frequent, but I can't climax. I can't come. My girlfriend for the last six years excites me, but I can't have the fireworks. 53, I've been stimulated by porn for 40 years and I masturbate at least once a day. Is there something we can talk about to reset my ejaculations to happen? Yeah. So here's the clinical information around that. And, and you know, it happens to a lot of guys. If you have learned to climax through porn, through masturbation, and you're going to have the best orgasms of your life in terms of intensity from masturbation because you can give yourself the exact pressure that you need that a partner can. And even if it's more exciting, the clinical information is that your body is responding to nerve stimulation at a rate. And the hand is much tighter, honestly, than a mouth or a vagina. And it's it's realizing that you've trained yourself to do that. So there's there a subliminal do. There, there's a subliminal conversation that happens in a guy's head too, right? Because I mean, you know, I I, I know if I wanted harder, faster, slower, tighter, looser, etc. I'm not necessarily going to articulate that with a partner. Right. And, and, and sometimes you can, if you feel you know comfortable enough and it would be great if people, if you know, guys felt safe enough to do right. that all right, the right. time. But even then it's, it's, you know, again, it's those, those micro nanosecond responses that you need. And it's hard. Like, I don't know about you, but when I get close, I'm like, I can't tell you to just whatever you do, don't stop. And it's, it's that process of, of being able to, to get to that stage. And you can, you know, if you stopped masturbating um, and started using a, or started using a artificial vagina that is less intense, that's different than your hand. Like don't do the same thing. Do a rubber glove, a leather glove, warming gel, a cooling gel, try to mix it up. Think of it as a, you know, you're walking through the woods and you make a path. You want to go off the path. You want to try different things to get to the, the, you know, the place on the other side of the forest, you get my drift. So you want to try and you know different things. You can use enhanced or orgasm enhancement gel. I'm a big fan of it. Big fan. You know how I feel about my screen cream that's yes. got yes. you know allergening and menthol in it. But you can get the stuff at the local sex store that's you know that's mediocre. It's not as good as the screen cream, but screen cream is prescription. And there, if you go to sexwithsue.com and and search screen cream, there's the recipe. Take it to your pharmacist and go. I want some of this. And it will help and, you know, enhance it by an order of magnitude. So the other thing that actually works to help increase orgasm is prostate stimulation. So vibrating butt plug, moving the testicles up towards your body because that causes the reaction in terms of ejaculation. And you need to up, you know, you have a certain level of arousal to get hard and another level to come. So you want to up your arousal. So that is sexy stories. That is doing what you really like, which is fetish. And some guys actually need 
porn on in the background in order to climax. And if your partner's cool with that, great. If they're not, let's look at different options in terms of adding that, but understand that you've trained yourself. So we need to do some stuff to untrain yourself. I have often wondered, because I've experienced this, Mm -hmm. and what I have discovered about myself is, you know, watching porn is fantasy land, and it's just me and my phone and, you know, the free hand is doing other things. When I'm with my partner, though, I'm overthinking all the time, and that seems to be the obstacle for me. So my advice here, for what it's worth, don't think, feel. Well, and and that works. That's why that's why a glass and a half of wine works for women, too, if they're overthinking or one of those, you know, five milligrams of those THC gummies. I'm telling you, all the women I know are like, oh, yeah, we got the chocolate for sex just because it turns off the work brain, the mom brain, the that's what we do. So I'm hearing that more and more and more and more. So take that for what it's worth. And if guys, if you need to, that's a help. Turned on with Sue and John, turnedonpodcast.com. Hey, we just did our listener letter. A reminder, um, Sue handed me a Zoomio X to give away recently. So how do you win one? You send us a question. Easy as that. Sue at sexwithsue.com. And mention the Zoomio. It could be yours. Mm-hmm. All I right. Wonder, I have, yes, I maybe have more to give away. Just saying. <laughs> if you've been to Sue's house, and I have, um, yeah, it's like you've seen the Amazon warehouses. <laughs> Sue Sue's is pretty much the Amazon warehouse for Zumios, etc. Yeah. Which I'm just I'm I'm going through all my stuff that has you know boxes of toys that have been sent to me and floggers and we're going to have a naughty garage sale. <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the naughty Christmas market, December 2nd in Ottawa, we are going to have a garage sale of what was in Sue's closet and all everybody else who has cool stuff and the money's going to the food bank. Amazing. You know, help kids backpack program. So you, if you want to get to the coolest garage sale in the city, put it in your calendar. The naughty Christmas market's all for the food bank, December 2nd in Hindenburg. So that's for our, our Ottawa based listeners, of course which is where we're based as well. Um, you and I are going to broadcast that whole thing live, by the way. So blasttheradio.com <laughs> is my home base. That's my radio station on the internet. Uh, have a little listen in. If you're not in the Ottawa area, parts beyond, just because you want to be part of that fun. All right, next up, Sue, body image and more women are saying they don't want to have sex because they're just not happy with their body. Let's get them happy with their body. It was a big study. Wow. And it said that how many women don't want to have sex because they have body insecurity and that they're bombarded with images of, you know, beautiful young women with bodies. And they think that hair isn't appropriate or stretch marks appropriate, except they pulled the guys. Guess what? 94% of them could care less about stretch marks Uh or hair. Uh huh. They're just like just happy to be having sex with you. Oh yeah, look, girl bits. I can play with them. Yay! It's Doesn't attitude. Matter. It's all in the attitude. If you've got a sexy, fun attitude, and you're flirty, I mean, I'm yours. It's really just that simple. I don't care. Tall, thin, skinny, black, white, blonde, brunette, redhead. Flirt with me. Make it fun, and I'm all in. Absolutely. Well, it. Fifty-five percent of the women said they can't be happy 
if they are dissatisfied with their body. They can't be happy in a relationship. It was jaw dropping for me. Like, you know, like I have been bigger. I have been smaller. I have had, I I had surgery after my kids and I looked like I scared kids in the locker room because I looked like I've been sawed in half. I have scars. I have stretch marks. I have spots from, you know, I'm, I'm natural blonde, which means I freckle and there's like, you know, and I'm a nudist, which means there's freckles all over my body. <laughs> and it's like, whatever. And the thing about, I, you know, and I tell people that, you know, being a nudist really helped because, you know, I remember bringing somebody down who was all worried about it. And it was a Florida, it was at Cypress Cove, which is one of the big nude communities in central Florida. And I had a house there. Like, I loved it. It was paradise. But there were people, there were people who had lost limbs. There was lots of people with mastectomies. Sure. There was like big people, small people. They had a chair to lift people in who were so obese that they couldn't get down the stairs into the pool. Like, it was hot tubs. It was old people. It was people with testicles to their knees. It was everybody and nobody cared. The only people that got looked at were people who were really uncomfortable about being naked and they called them cottontails because they had the white asses. Right. (laughs) So don't like, that was the thing. And I had brought some friends down and they were all paranoid. And then they realized, Oh my God, compared to some of these old people, I look like a supermodel. And I'm like, yes, yes, you do. And they're going to check you out once. And it's fine. It's really about, you know, and anybody in the water, the boobs are going to float and it's very flattering and just stop worrying about it because 94% of guys could care less. And as long as you're smiling and your eyes are, eyes are sparkly, they're in. You're absolutely right. But I understand the frustration from a woman's point of view because the world that they are in, they are bombasted with all of these images. And I know this for a fact because I'm the one who puts together the podcast artwork, etc. And I always go looking for royalty-free images to use. And I always want to find, because I know that this bothers women, I want to find someone who is curvy. I want to find someone who is not necessarily right out of a Playboy or a penthouse magazine. I cannot find those images. They do not exist. And that is fundamentally wrong because that is not who I am attracted to whatsoever. Absolutely. I was just just back from, I said I was back from Temptations in the DR. And I, I really, I was talking to their marketing manager. I'm like, I am so frustrated with you. Yes. You know, I am your market. I am a 50-year-old woman. I am your market. And you're showing me 25-year-old perfect bodies. And, you know, there was a, a girl in the group who's black. And she's like, and where's the diversity? And I'm like, great Amen. point. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a heavy dude. And I don't see myself in any of the advertising. And I, absolutely. I, I second guess. Do I want to go to that swingers resort? I want to go to a swingers resort. I want to go to a lifestyle resort. But I look at the images and I go, yeah, but I'm not the 21-year-old chiseled just out of the gym guy, yep. you know, with the 21-year-old just out of the gym Barbie. Except the average age at Hito is 50. <laughs> Show me that. Like people have been going for 40 years and there's like people with walkers there that were, you know, we're, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Like it's all sizes, all shapes. What I tell people is go to a nude resort. It's like, it's like a a Walmart, you know, take everybody out and, and take all their clothes off. Some people are great. And some people you're just like, wow, you know, you're thinking and you're somewhere in the middle. So let it go get over yourself and realize what John said. You know, if you're sparkly and you're flirty and you're smiling, you're they're in. Yes, please. There you go. We hope we made you feel a lot better about your body because you should. It's Turned On with Sue and John. TurnedOnPodcast.com. I love our conversation, Sue. 
Turned On with Sue and John. Sue McGarvey and the milkman John Milky. I, I've been looking forward to this segment for a long time because I love a good dry hump. I will walk up to my honey in the kitchen and it's just a quick little grind on the behind and just a, a fun little, you know, silly thing. So, okay, who knew? There are ways to do dry humping better. Seven of them, in fact. Well, you know what? I, I remember, you know, sort of teenage years in the basement, you can do everything else, but, you know, you have to keep your pants on and how hot that was, right? Making out for hours and uh-huh. how soaked you were and uh-huh. how that, that dry humping may have been the best orgasms because those Levi seams right along that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So dry humping is two people rubbing against each other with clothes on. That's dry humping, right? There's no body fluids and it works if, you know, if there's a reason you can't, you know, you have pain, you have your on your period, you are, you know, you're struggling with, you know, an SDI or, um, or some kind of, you know, you got a yeast infection or a UTI and you can't, but you know, rubbing against somebody is, can be really great. Talk to any lesbians. They know all about dry humping. Just go to and- a strip bar and experience that. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they do that. It's a type of foreplay and you can do it alone, you know, sort of hump your pillow, you know, you know, as my daughter did, uh, you know, when she was little, it was, you know, riding the teddy bear or for me, the spin cycle up against the counter, that kind of feeling, right? Can you do that? It reduces the risk. There's no pain. There's no strings. It can be detached sex because intimate sex in terms of internally, especially for women, you've got like somebody inside your personal space and inside your body can be really daunting, but if you don't have that, you can be sexual without having that dynamics. If you've had past trauma or you're not sure you want to be this intimate with somebody, it can be no strings. It can be ex- exploration and teasing and variety and no pressure. Kind of and forces I, kind of forces you to, you know, okay, so that's not happening. So I got to focus on other things here. I got to focus on the kissing. I got to focus on the, you know, she likes to be touched, etc. It's, you know, it's all of those other elements that we may not pay as much attention to because, well, you know, this is get in, get out, you know, right. halftime's almost over. I got to get back to the game. No, this, this forces you to slow it think down a little, little bit, bit. Yeah. And slow Explore. it down. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, the idea that it helps the orgasm gap, that there's some positions that work, you know, that she can straddle you or the other, or the, you know, the bottom, whatever, if it's not a, she can do that. There's right. spooning, there's grinding. Like you were talking about coming up behind somebody it's being able to, you know, it's just, it's grabbing and using your knee. Like, you know, I got a knee. I really like to uh, grind that into my partner's, you know, genital area. And, you know, like that's just fun. It doesn't have to go further than that. But then he knows that I want him. He knows that I'm into it. He knows that I'm thinking about it. But we may be, you know, five minutes from going to meet my parents or five minutes from him leaving for work or something. But at the very least, he knows that I still find him attractive. It's sexual. I'm. I think it's playful, and I'm going to be thinking about it. Maybe we can continue this later. Dot dot dot. Turned on podcast. We are on Apple. We've got a huge listener base on Spotify. That's our number one platform. But I also see a lot of people tuning in via the iHeart. Um, streaming platform. So thank you to that and welcome to the show. It's Turned On with Sue McGarvey and me, John Milkey, the Milkman. All right, Sue, next up, we're going to do a little math. We've got seven and we've got eight. We'll begin with the seven. Seven steps to last longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So it's a big thing, right? And if you're a guy, if you're a one minute guy, if you're not lasting as long as you want, I had somebody ask me a group therapy last night, um, quietly love this new guy. You know, how do I encourage them? You know, and I'm like in the, in Latin America, that's considered the ultimate, you know, compliment that you were so excited that you couldn't last, except it takes women 12 to 15 minutes to have an orgasm if they're going to have it from penetrative sex or even, you know, being sexual while they're using a vibrator, it feels over early. So what do you do? You use Viagra. And I know even if you're 30 and can get it up and, and leap tall buildings with that thing, you it will help you delay. And people don't know that, that it really does work as, a, you know, it's great as an erection issue, but it will slow it down. Not tons, but some. Viagra, so that, that you know, Viagra Cialis Levitra, add more foreplay. The more foreplay you can have, you think, oh, it's going to end the excitement. It's going to less likely to, remember we were talking earlier in the show about walking through the woods. It's going right. to be less like in, out, repeat, if necessary, finish. You know, it, it's less of an arc. There are all kinds of desensitizing creams. Uh, you know, the Promescent, which is um, as a delay cream, works really well. That's, that's been around for a while. There's some different delay creams. That one's the top of the line. There's, you can stop, start, which I get super frustrated about. You know, you get close and then you stop. I'm like, please don't stop. I'm like, what the hell are you doing stopping? I was going to ask about edging, which a lot of edging, people refer to edging, that as edging. Edging, Well, you get, you know, if you get close and you come out and you squeeze, you know, at the base, the top of your, not on the sides, but at the top of your penis and underneath, I can actually feel the, the pressure against my finger. That's the ejaculate fluid getting close. And it can go back in if you learn how which is practicing those Kegel exercises. Let's work on controlling those muscles. So Kegels, let's everybody practice. Pretend you're peeing all over the seat and squeeze, hold two, three, four, or you're on an elevator, first floor, second floor, third floor, if you can do that. And if you're really struggling, get an erection, throw a wet face cloth, move the face cloth up and down. So again, you need to train yourself, just like we're training ourselves to climax, we're training ourselves not to climax, right? It's just... Don't be, you know, finishing. And and for a lot of guys, they've learned to come in the bathroom. Like the mother's not going to come in as a teenager and they're jerking off. And it's like, ah, let's finish fast before. I hear footsteps. Right. I got to get this done. Right. I got to get this done. You know, going back to new things, the more new things you can try, the longer you often do. And don't hold your breath. Pay attention to your breathing. The slower and deeper you can breathe, the longer you're going to last. So you find yourself... Or holding your breath and guys will do this and they'll be like, oh my God, so I didn't know that I did that. I'm like, yes, yes, that happens. The last one of the seven that we're talking about is cock rings. If you can, remember I was saying earlier, if you want to come, you increase, you move your testicles up towards your body. If you don't want to come, put your testicles away from your body. And there are cock rings that you can put around the top of your testicles that have a little rip cord. So as you get closer, you Wait, you know, if you're ready to come, you can rip it off. The testicles move up and bang, yeah. But yes, yeah, seriously, but if you could keep that stopping, but understand that if you get point close to the point of no return, do you know how close you are? Can you get close to that piece where you know I'm close? And yes, I can do that. I'm a, I'm a, you know, some people go one, two, three, and that's what you have to worry about. But be aware of where you are in that sort of ladder. And can you go three, four, five, six? Okay, I need to stop. I need to breathe. I need to slow it down. I need to, you know, and and realize that this is a process. And the guys that are, are porn addicts or edge all day long don't come too fast. So understand that it's it's a training process and we can do that. And porn stars, speaking of, are a good example too. Look at how long they last before they come. 
Yeah, some of that's bullshit because some of them, some of them sure. have gotten hard quickly, and they've already sure. had fourteen times. But a lot of them, yep, they're uh, they're addicts. They have you know learned they spend their day masturbating, touching themselves, and learning how to do it. But, but very yeah. seldom do you log on to Pornhub or whatever else, and it's wham bam done. You know, it's, it's a thirty second clip, <laughs> beginning to end, and no edits. Right? It's, you that just got it. Happen. Very very rarely. Also, yeah, even even the amateur guys are on it. So, yeah, important safety tips. Those are seven things to last longer. And it's very, very, very common. 25% of men, it, it happens naturally. And it's because it's on the genetic, it's on your DNA, right? Your father, your grandfather, your great grandfather came too fast. So you come too fast because, you know, historically you wanted to climax, get some girl pregnant, which is genetically predisposed. And you're more likely to pass that feature on. So you got to fight your genetic predisposition and you got to be aware and you got to do the work. It'd be a lot of fun doing that too. It's Turned On with Sue and John, turnedonpodcast.com. Moments ago, we gave you seven steps to last longer. Now we're up to eight, eight myths that experts wish would go away. And Sue McGarvey, of course, my co-host, is the expert. Uh, yeah, and though there was a poll of different experts in the New York Times this week talking about the eight myths, and I agreed with all of them. I thought they were, you know, I'm sure I could come up with more, but this was, uh, this was. So I'm going to give credit to the New York Times article to say this is where they were, and they wish they would go away. And you know, in there, you know, there's there's stuff about you know I can't get pregnant on my period. There's like different kinds of things that happen, but these are the actual sex myths. So number one, everyone is having more sex than you are. Not, you know, they've, they've got a list of, of, and we did it in a recent show, so go back and listen about what an average, you know, that that if you're over fifty, you know, you're averaging about sixty nine times a year. You know, if you're in your 20s, it may be 140 times a year. So realize that there are different times and different there. And there's always a sex slump because we talked about that earlier. So not to worry about it, but you want it average across the board is, you know, between one and a half and two times a week. So if you're having it that often and in my mind, nobody should be complaining about, you know, two to three times a week and once a week is survival. So if you start doing it less than that and you're only interested in it once or twice a month, maybe you've got a libido issue, but you're nobody's not people aren't having more sex than you. Number and let's two, not let's not forget by definition, average means some have more, some have less. Average average. Is so average. Stop worrying about it. That penetration is the only sex. Go see our previous comments about dry humping and yeah. how hot that is. And, you know, packing a, going down on the Y, you know, packing a lunch. Yeah. And, you know, a little oral sex is most people's real favorite. So if you're doing that, you're doing a great hand job with, with lots of warmed oil. Nobody's complaining about that either. So it's not just penetrative sex. That's just not, you know, other sex is real sex, despite what uh, Bill Clinton says. I saw something on TikTok, which is ironic because we just talked moments ago about how TikTok is very squeamish as it pertains to this particular subject. But a guy just walked over with his his female partner's cell phone, put it between her legs, and she sort of looked at him like, what are you doing? And he called her. The phone was on vibrate. <laughs> and I thought, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's just a cute little way to have a little fun, uh -huh. right? That is fun. I yeah. can't believe that the, the video wasn't banned, but okay, good for them. I'm sure if I went back to look for it now, it'd be <laughs> long gone. It'd be long gone. But, but in the cute. moment, it was there, yeah. Yeah, fun things to do. 
that number three, vaginas don't need lubrication. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, it depends on how much water you've drank or what you need. It has nothing yet. It has nothing to do with how attractive you find your partner. It's like erections. It really has nothing to do with that. I've got so, a tube of lube right here in the studio. You just never know. You never know. I'm like, coconut oil is my friend. It's normal for sex to hurt. No, it's not normal for sex to hurt. And if sex is hurting you, see your doctor, see your pelvic physiotherapist, find out what's going on because it is not normal for sex to hurt. And that's when, you know, when I see women from cultures that don't normally talk about sex in my office, it's usually because there's painful intercourse. We need to fix it and we need to fix it stat because how do you make it sexy if all there is is pain? So mm. no, do something about it. Agreed. That number number five, that men want sex more than women. Now that has never been my life. You know, it's always been, you know, me going, yes, 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 yes. Um, but I know, and I know lots of women who are, what they don't want is safe women or sexy women and they don't want to feel like sluts. So if you can get those two things out of the way, and now we've just talked about body image and make them feel beautiful, a lot of women are in. It doesn't mean that, that they don't have low libido on top of all that, but those are three things I would certainly do. And to realize that women may be quieter about it because we've been told that we have to shut up about it, but we may be wanting it as much. And as I'm here more. to tell you, okay, I've, I'm, I've been married almost 30 years. The older I get, the more I come to understand that everything I thought about you know, the things women actually talked about that would never pertain to sex. Oh, no. Oh, but they do. <laughs> oh, yes, and do. do they ever. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big, detail. big thing. And I come from a radio background. We do a lot of audience research. What are the things that women, because the radio stations I've always worked for, typically target the female demographic? What are the things that women hold most important and value? Sex is right up there. Sex, relationships, money. Those would be your top three. So it mm-hmm. is. It's vitally important. Don't kid yourself. Yep. Um, that desire should be instant. That, you know, if you love me, you should have an instant erection. Or if you love me, you should be instantly wet. Or if you want me, you know, this, it should be, you should just like, it should just happen just magically. Just walk around hard is, all the time. <laughs> yeah, which is just bullshit. It sometimes yes. takes a little while to heat things up and you've got to start slowly. And sometimes you naturally want it, but other times it's like convince me. Um, especially for women who are in that, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm open to it, but I need you to start at my toes and sure, then I'm in. As opposed to saying, well, if you don't want me instantly, you don't want me. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with you. It has to do with what's going on. And we talked about, you know, having some THC to turn off the brain, the frontal lobe that's overthinking things that gets in the way of desire. So that's definitely a myth. Number seven, planned sex is boring. <laughs> it doesn't have to be at oh, all. Oh, oh, disagree. Wholeheartedly yeah. disagree. Planning yeah. sex could be exciting. Oh, my God. And you think about it and you plan it and you have it in your head. And yep, 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 yep. And the little conversations and texts that go back and forth and the build up to that. (sighs) Put it in your calendar. It's a thing. And (sighs) the last thing is that your parts don't stack up. What? You know, I have women who think, oh, my labia is too big. My clit's too big. That's no such thing. That, you know, the guys are like, I have a small penis. Like, no, there are very few that have a micro penis. And we've been talking to our Dallas dick doctor who can increase that, um, you know, at Falafel. But eh, yeah, you need to have an idea of realize that your parts are fine, probably well within the normal range. As in, in 30 years, I have not seen that many that are way out of the range of normal and need some help. 
most people are normal. And if they know what to do with the rest of their, their help, even if they're, they're at the low end of normal, can be it can be a very satisfying experience. And maybe the thing that you are hung up on about yourself is actually something that a partner really, really loves. Yes, sir. We really are having some great conversations on this show. Boy, oh boy. I mean, we've had great conversations in the past, but this show, Sue, I'm I'm going to rank this as my number one favorite show so far. Wow, that's impressive because we are great and we're getting better each time. So tell your friends. Yeah, pass it on. Turned on with Sue and John. All right. <laughs> I don't know how you come up with these things. Well, because you read a lot. But <laughs> when thinking about sex makes you sneeze. That's our next mm-hmm. topic. It is. So it's a real thing. Believe it or not, it's a real thing. You know, I had some talk, a conversation uh, last week with somebody who gets an orgasm headache, which is a real thing in terms of inflammation after orgasm. But sneezing is more than dust in your nose or plucking a nose hair. It's it's a reaction. And there is a whole thing about people who think about sex and start sneezing. <laughs> Dr. Buddha was doing this whole thing about how many people he's seen who do this. And apparently it's a parasympathetic response, which is things you can't control, like your eyes dilating or your or your heartbeat. And it is it's an immediate sneeze in response to thinking about it because it relates to, you know, your parasympathetic and that, you know, vasoconstriction of blood flow as you start to get excited. So He's saying there's there's also people who get start sneezing uh, and when they start to get into direct sunlight. Again, same thing. It's a parasympathetic and they called it not honeymoon cystitis, which is too much sex for the first time and you get bruising around your urethra and it's really sore. Believe me, it's called honeymoon rhinotis. So it's RH, right? It's about your nose. And basically they both the nose and the, you know, and your, your vagina or your penis have erectile tissue. And those mucous membranes, can, and as they get erect, the same as in your nose, can all of a sudden trigger sneezing. So it's a thing. So if somebody all of a sudden has a sneezing fit at work, you're like, you know, when you're in a, in a, in a you know, low cut top or somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. They, you may wonder, is it the dust? Is it allergies? Is it a cold? Or are they thinking about my package? And if you're not the only one in the office laughing when you hear coworkers sneeze, uh, you know who else at the office is tuned into, turned on. <laughs> All right, Sue, so, uh, I want to say two or three shows ago, you gave us some advice regarding the Mile High Club, because I've always wondered, there's just not enough space on an airplane. Like, how does yes. this happen? And you pointed out, Well, most of it happens when you get to know the crew. It's the frequent flyers and the crew that seem to be members of the Mile High Club. So let's talk cruise ships. How does one hook up with the crew on a cruise ship? And I would have thought that'd be a big no-no for the staff. Oh, it is. It's instantly fireable if you get, if you cannot, as as a a sort of a guest... And a crew member, uh-uh. Mm. You know, certainly there's lots of sex going on between crew members. And apparently there's like a crew bar and there's like secret handshakes and whatever. But I was talking to somebody when I was at Temptations who, who met his wife on a cruise ship. 
And before that was doing all of the, you know, the older women, he was a young guy and had all the cougars and he, you know, got all kinds of propositions to their room. So what he did was he'd have a $20 bill in his hand as he's, as he was leaving somebody's room. And if security was by, he'd walk by and either drop or hand them the $20 bill as he was walking by to keep them from reporting. He said it never happened. He was never reported. So I know he would bribe the security guys with a little sketchy as he's leaving that. But, you know, that was his story. And uh, yeah, he was yeah, he's an interesting guy out of Fort Lauderdale who is. Yeah, he's an Acadian, worked on a cruise ship. And yeah, it was very, very fun. But the idea is that that with roommates and there's like the secret sleeping with each other. Apparently, there are different codes that you can know when, you know, and you may not be, you know, but if you're interested in them. And you can say, and they'll go, no, it's fireable. And again, having just been to a resort where you are not allowed to fraternize and the, the they're called playmakers that, you know, the animators by the pool are some beautiful people, but apparently there's a whole sort of quiet Facebook page and quiet Facebook group about, you know, hookups and, you know, talking in third person and suggesting it. And if you are going on one of the cruise ships, you may want to look at, you know, just do a search on private Facebook groups related to that cruise and see what you can find out. So, and you may want to have money to bribe the security guards if you're going to uh, to do this with, with, with one of the crew members that are coming by. But they have a lot on the line, so make sure it's worth their while. Come aboard. We're expecting you. us to the happy ending for this edition of Turned On with Sue and John. Boy, we talked about a lot of really cool stuff there, Sue. Thank you so much because Sue does all the research on the show. I'm I'm really just here to be cute and silly and goofy. And 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 cute. Yeah, you are very cute, right? People can you know, see the big smile and no, and he's a he's a world-class broadcaster across North America. You can't beat those pipes. So, no, you you add a lot to the show. We work together really well. We've been friends for, you know, pushing 25 years and it's all great to uh, be able to talk about sex in a way that isn't that is you know that's real and chewy and relatable so tell your friends and radio is where sue and i first met years and years and years ago like you said so yes we we want to make it fun for you and we hope we're disarming enough that you will send us a letter don't forget we've got a zoomio to give away um and all you need to do is mention zoomio in your question to sue again her Email address is sue at sexwithsue.com. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We are on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the Blast the Radio app. You can hear the show on CJROFM in the east end of Ottawa. You can hear it on blasttheradio.com and turnedonpodcast.com. Bye, Sue McGarvey. Bye, sweetie. Mwah. Mwah.